So welcome to yet another episode from the TGV Global Speakers Series. And our guest for today is Federica Bresson and she's from Italy. She's a researcher and a science communicator with a background in technology and culture. She's the producer of the Techno Culture podcast and also conducts independent video interviews on her YouTube channel. Her passion is to give science a voice and make a deep societal impact. She believes in a strong role for science in society in evidence-based discussions and in a just society. And as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, from musician to scientist to author, a maverick's tale of meaning and happiness, here's an exciting twist. Let us tickle the brains of our guest first. So Federica, get ready for the first rapid fire round. Here is the rapid fire round of random words. I'm going to mention a few and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready for it? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's dive right in. Here comes my first word. Curiosity. Science. Invention. Technology. Future. Robots. <laughs> Book. Story. Movie. Couch. Life. Life. Now. Universe. V- vastity. Vastity. Mm-hmm. And then aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Aliens, UFO, for sure. Okay, success. Stars. And the final one is person. Respect. Awesome. And thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round. I really appreciate it, Federica. And stay tuned for the second one towards the end of this episode. Folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. And thank you so much for tuning in. Federica, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. Super thrilled to have you part of today's conversation. And how are you feeling today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And thank you much for having me on your show. And congratulations on your show. Thank you so much for your support and uh, a pleasure to have you. Let's uh, get started, Federica. Maybe we'll begin with your success mantra. Please share with our audience the top three things that have contributed to your success so far. Well, even before we define success, in general, Mm -hmm. I would say whatever you do, Mm -hmm. do it well. Whatever you do, each time in your life, do it well, small or big. And then... Never elbow your way to any goal. Just let what belongs to you find you. Don't make it happen, but let it happen. Your job is to do things well and the rest will come to you. So the third point will be just have faith in life, which is something you maybe have or don't have. It's hard to force yourself to have faith if you don't. But the point of having faith is trusting life to always bring to you everything you need. And even in abundance. Fabulous. I'm I'm simply impressed by your thought process. Now let's talk about your <laughs> milestones of your journey. Like you have been a multipod, if I may call it, right? From being a journalist to musician to academic researcher to becoming a successful podcaster, right? So were there any turning points or experiences that shaped your path? For sure, many. Again, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a broad question because I 
you know, there have been many turning points in my career, in the profession, why I switched profession or as a person in my personal growth. It's not the usual thing to switch career in your life or you can do different jobs, odd jobs, but I actually really focused on one thing for about a decade and then moved to another thing for another decade, leaving behind what I had done before, changing hats. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like I have lived multiple lives in one so mm -hmm. far. And each one has, of course, taught me something as for milestones. Milestones, yeah. Uh, you're not asking for the highlights of, of those Milestones, moving abroad, okay. for sure. Milestones. You know, interestingly, I could mention some some moment in my career that from the outside and from any point of view would actually look like failure. So moments where something didn't go well at all mm -hmm. were turning moments that actually, you know, determined when I went next, but that was a very good place. So I remember big failures as being turning moments, but I don't remember them as something that I wish didn't happen because eventually I end up in a good place. So without going into specifics, I think that's that's one thing to, to comment is that I never had a specific plan. Now I'm going to do this for 10 years, and then I'm going to move on to this other career. In general, I... I go with the flow and it's so hard to explain this to people because even as I live today, I give the impression of not having a plan, living day by day as it comes. And it's not like that. Living is an art and going with the flow means that you let everything that life can bring to you get to you because you don't have your own fixed, you know, plan that, you know, actually blocks serendipity out mm. and surprises out. I completed a PhD, I completed master's degrees, other degrees. So I have proven to to know how to commit to long-term journeys of any kind. It's not, oh, I go with the flow, I have no plan. But in, in what I do, I do well. But in mm. general, in life, I, I didn't know what I would end up doing. I always followed my passions. And so these career changes and what I have done just happened to me. And even looking back, these turning points... It all just kind of happened, and including COVID, which is the main recent turning point, because I lost my job and that interrupted my whole career at mm -hmm. university. Okay. There is no, there's no regret there. It just happened, and now I'm here, and maybe I'm going to say something more about it in a, in a second, <laughs> and I'm very happy. So it's good and the bad, and, uh, and the most important thing is precisely what uh, my message through every question you're going to ask me today is to try to give this message that you have to be in the river of your life, but also always a little bit detached and to observe it from the outside, to keep a clear view on priorities and don't get too upset or caught up in small things that don't deserve all this stress in the long run of life. <laughs> Very preachy, yep. Awesome. And this is one of the most unique perspectives that I've come across, Federica. Like I have interviewed more than 500 people in the last three and a half years, but you are really different. I, I could see that you have been considering certain failures as favorite failures, like, which is great. Like that is a awesome <laughs> attitude to have. And at the same time, 
you wanted to go with the flow and absorb from time to time so this is something intriguing and it brings me to my next question like for every decade you have been into some profession like you have been into a different career experience so all these diverse career experience like experiences like being a journalist musician academic researcher so did they influence and complement each other and uh, have they contributed to your authorship as well in one way or the other uh, uh you made something else come to my mind the answer <laughs> is yes okay. but i would almost challenge the question and something else that you made come to my mind is that mm-hmm. during this interview i will do my best as another message to to get across is, is implicitly by the things i say to challenge many of the assumed ways of life that we think we must follow also this that uh of course you do something and you learn from it as you do it but i was always there before starting the thing and while i was doing it so of course everything complements each other because i did all of these things i'm always me i'm one person even if i've been an astronaut and then a butcher those two things need to have a common denominator because they do have it and that's me so of course one can change a career and the two careers have nothing to do with each other that's fine in my case i really want to say they could not have anything to do with each other musician and academic researcher or journalist or author or podcaster why would they have something common necessarily they do because they are all a different expression of my passions and i see with age and i'm happy of this that they converge they converge because journalism came back into podcasting i do interviews you know it's a little yeah. bit of being a journalist to be yeah. a podcaster you would know and then an author so i was a journalist for the press so now when i wrote my novel i went back to writing to literature yeah. and as an academic researcher mm-hmm. of course uh, which came just after being a musician uh i wasn't performing but i worked with audio and multimedia so i was not performing again and i went down hard on math and computer science because this is what i was doing but i worked on audio and multimedia it's, it's mm. something i love so and then my podcast is called technoculture which is every way in which technology impacts our lives today and how it changes what it means to be human today okay so to me as you see i challenge the question because i see all of these things <laughs> as actually one coherent yeah. work body of work but when i started my phd in computer science after having a degree in musicology and after having been a musician i was being questioned all the time why how come and why would i have to justify myself like it's so odd that i love it it's my interest I, i why do i have to justify it so much and mm. then after 10 years of doing it then people in, invite you to speak here and there as a multidisciplinary profile that combines music and technology and nobody asks to just justify yourself anymore but maybe then with us questions just like you did that anyway you see you see why i challenge the question they still start from the assumption which is very understandable 
Yeah. Why these different things? And my answer is no, guys. To me, it's always been one coherent body of work. And I believe that it's the same for anyone else out there who's done different things in their lives. Fantastic. Now you're able to correct the dots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice. Now let's take a step back. And a while ago, you mentioned about COVID-19 has marked a significant shift in your career, in your life as well. So you said you lost your job as an academic researcher. So can you elaborate on how this transition happened? Because losing a job, but you found a newfound focus on leading a good life and also started pursuing your creative endeavors, right? So how did this transition happen? And initially, what was your thought? Like, were you puzzled? Did you feel bad about it? Okay, why did this happen to me? I was in New York, New York mm. City, working oh. as a researcher with a Fulbright grant. You mm. could say I was peaking in my career as a researcher, or I'm very proud to say I had another prestigious grant before that. So I had been peaking for the pre past three years of being in New York. I was doing very well. I was just doing very well in EMEA. And I was in New York having the time of my life, you can imagine. Although I have to yeah, say at the same time that I was conducting independent work and doing lots of podcast interviews on the side. And I was expanding my interests again you know the podcast was initially inspired by my own research but then it really broadened and I started reading other things so I was doing my job but then taking as much time as possible on the side to cultivate these interests and I was eager to have more and more time to do that so the fact that COVID happened and brought everything to a stop initially was almost welcome for me, just like I'm sure it was for many, many other people, because you suddenly had a bit more time to yourself to do the things you wanted to do. And initially, nobody knew how it would develop develop and evolve, of course. So I say that I lost my job, and it's absolutely technically correct, but it's not in a bad way. You know, I was fired. It was no mutual agreement now, but let's say, you know, the danger of the situation was manifest and so the um, the Fulbright uh, people said to every fellow you know feel free to stay or to return to your country you assess the risk you know they didn't kick us out and I, I thought about I was going to stay actually but I was seeing every other colleague go back to, to Germany and to other European countries and I felt like in those movies where everybody is running the opposite direction and you're just standing still there and for a moment you wonder can everybody else be wrong so I said <laughs> okay with my broken heart I leave New York and I go back to Europe and I end my uh, my grant here so it didn't I did not deliver the results of that grant and I came back to Europe and then that's a little bit of an adventure but to make a long story a bit shorter I ended up settling in central Italy where I am right now talking mm. to you which is I'm Italian but I wasn't born here I come from a very different place in Italy in the northeast okay I had you could say never been here mm -hmm. and I settled here and I found a little place and I'm here three years later and I 
published a novel, how the profession went is that I tried to find a job like crazy when I was still abroad. I was in Brussels, Belgium, uh, right before, upon my return to Europe. And there was nothing because it was like full COVID time. And uh, not just as a researcher, I mean anything, you know, driver, info point, teacher, loading and unloading, you know, fruit baskets at the market. There was nothing because it was like full 2020 COVID and nobody knew how things would develop. So I ended up here in central Italy and I'm still here. And since then, I kept working with science communication. I haven't had a research grant since. I did try a few times without, you know, obsessing mm. over it too much. Uh, I tried. It didn't work out. Sometimes I turned some offers down. Didn't happen. So I, my career as an academic researcher ended right there, mostly uh, because of uh, COVID. But I, I embraced this time that became available to me. I kept working with podcasting, some teaching, teaching communication, teaching multimedia editing, teaching English here in Italy, teaching music, mm. everything I can do, I can <laughs> teach. Uh, but I do not have a full-time job currently. So mm. that was my only doubt being on your podcast, because is it fair that I dispense any advice on career, life and profession since right now I'm technically unemployed? And I thought, well, hell yeah, because I've had successful careers and my lifestyle, my life model right yeah. now, I believe is something worth sharing. Absolutely. And so I'm here trying to talk about these things. What I do here in Central Italy is currently uh, to not have full employment, so to have much time on my hands. And that's why I wrote the novel, which, you know, being an author is not a job. <laughs> uh, but creativity mm -hmm. flourishes in the the void, so to speak, in, in boredom even, when you just have time. And instead of chasing things, that's a lifestyle that I refuse to go back to. I worked my tail off with a passion, but I worked my tail off for years and years and years. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Many of your listeners know what I'm talking about. But the stress of it is something I'm never going back to. I mm -hmm. stick to slow pace, focus on what you do, do it well, be kind. If I mm -hmm. cannot be kind to my coworkers, people around me, uh, I will not do it. Mm -hmm. It's a people before things, people before money, people before ambition and goals and career. People first. Always. Superb. Yours is an inspirational story. And uh, I, I don't look for somebody, whether they're employed, unemployed, or whether they're an entrepreneur. All I need is wisdom, like what you have learned and what you can share yes. with our audience. So I think you have already qualified to be a guest. And in fact, you are a great inspiration, Federica. I'm loving this conversation to the core. And let's uh, talk about balancing this uh, passionate career versus fulfillment in terms of personal fulfillment so you mentioned the importance of living well in the and with meaning right so that that is also very important so how do you strike a balance between maintaining a passionate career as well as personal fulfillment i couldn't <laughs> when i was working as a musician uh, that was the main careers decade plus as a musician 
decade plus as an academic researcher. Journalism mm -hmm. happened on the side. I was all consumed mm -hmm. by this. They were passions. I wasn't working 40 hours a week for someone else or so. I was very passionate about what I was doing. I always had the drive. I had, um, if you want, a healthy desire to get farther, to oh, learn yeah. one more thing, to do one more thing, to test myself, to challenge myself again in this direction. Like I was very, very passionate about it, but it was never balanced with life you never stop your shift you are mm. what you do i'm just saying this is what it is i will never recommend this but if you're born with a passion well good luck to you because it's also a a, a blessing mm -hmm. it's some it's a gift yeah it's something to to cultivate but at least for me it uh it it was all consuming mm. and so i thought I was very happy and probably I was when I was doing those things and then with age because I am 42 now so mm. it's not a 22 years old speaking I slowed down and stopped and I'm doing different things now but look what I've done I have worked my tail off and what look what I've accomplished and look the experiences all this knowledge so even if it's unusual for a mm -hmm. 42 year old to slow down and live in the woods woods outside and woods inside as you can <laughs> see uh, here in the wall it's unusual i believe in this and it's my journey and it's because i i was hyperactive for so long mm. that now it makes sense to stop uh what was i saying but as long as i did what i was doing with a passion I couldn't say that I was having a life, honest, honestly. So I'm yeah. not going to pretend. Uh, I did a podcast on mental health in academia. And of mm -hmm. course, how much time you devote to work, the workload. These are all very relevant topics. And I was just, you know, the producer of the podcast. And I was interested and somehow knowledgeable about these topics. But I mm -hmm. did not have answers because it's not popular to say no. Mm -hmm. And specifically research, for example, but there are others. Mm -hmm. It is a profession that you do out of passion. Yeah. And therefore, you don't even want to say stop or no. You, you just need to be put in the right conditions to do your best. But it doesn't make sense to say, okay, if I go home at 5 o'clock p.m. exactly and come back tomorrow morning at 9, then I have a work-life balance that is more fulfilling, that elevates the quality of my life? I don't think it does. Yeah. If you do what you do with a passion, you don't want to go home at five, like yeah. someone, you know, clocks in and clocks out. You want to finish what you were doing. So it's the problem is somewhere, somewhere else. It's not that. It's not easy. It's complex. Speaking for me, what I have accomplished, because my academic resume is like 30 pages long, if I'm not mistaken. And I promise you that it didn't write itself. But the dark side of that, although I looked happy all the way along doing those things, and I was, is that I did not have a life. I was doing that 24-7. So no balance there. But now yeah. I'm taking revenge. Now I'm moving to a next phase <laughs> in my life where I focus on living. Wow. Yeah, that's my job right now to live, mm. to live, um, to to feel, to live. Yeah, certainly.
Okay, great. Now, now let's talk about this uh, definition of winning at life. What's in your opinion about winning at life? You mentioned about taking revenge, and you want to be focused, and you, and as you rightly mentioned, if somebody is really passionate, they don't have to look at the clock saying that okay, I have to close my job here. And now it seems that you are trying to win at life. So, what's your definition of winning at life? Well, you know, it's very easy, very cliche. Winning at life is just being content. and mm. knowing what you have uh, i think i try to combine different views like it's true that there's more to life than being fed having a roof over your head there's more to that you want more you want the emotions you want the adventure you want some uh, personal satisfaction but it's also true that you must be thankful if you have enough food and a roof over your head and if you're healthy you see different things it's very important and it takes very little to be happy now i'm going down very heavy like on philosophical stuff i believe and i think that there's much ground to share this opinion that we live in a society of induced needs mm. that started decades and decades ago one of the reasons why i can support myself and enjoy my free time is that for example for example you know i don't have Netflix or Disney Channel or many other things <laughs> or I don't go out for drinks every other night I cut back on stuff that I realized I don't need mm -hmm. but I believe that we are so drugged with what we think is comfort and what we would not give up that we are not clear on what we really need and what is comfort and what is a treat and what is extra and those things take up energy and money and time and how i see this it may not apply to everyone but to many others i'm i'm sure it does um if you cut back on those things and value your time mm. and acknowledge your health and truly acknowledge the loved ones around you that's quality of life now this is a bit of bleak turn i I often remind myself of the fact that life has an end. You could say I often think about death and that keeps motivating me. I don't believe in live as live today if it was the last day of your life because otherwise you just <laughs> go crazy. No no way. Life is a long journey. Mm -hmm. Life is a marathon. It's not a one day party. So don't live like you die tomorrow. live like you know you'll die one day and you don't know when and don't take it for granted that it's going to be in many decades from now which is something else we take for granted today thanks to science and medicine and technology once upon a time they died at any age and way more often than we do we have to be very grateful for medicine so if you live with this couple of ideas down very clearly mm -hmm. you approach things differently and i hate to talk I don't have many friends that live very badly actually. I have happy friends. Uh but I hear people anyway mm. that are always stressed when you say so, "Hey, how are you?" They say, "I'm tired and I'm late." <laughs> what the, what the hell is that? Not don't get me started on how the global scenario has been changing now with the wars. The the job that the media are doing. Don't like If someone has anxiety or depression or that it seems that they have all the reasons. I strongly believe in countering this mm -hmm. with leading good lives, leading good lives and be 
responsible adults, accountable for our choices, and try to never complain. It's an interesting exercise. And by never, I mean never. Never complain. Don't do it. It's an interesting exercise. (laughs) I'm not going into it, but I'll just leave it at that. Just never complain. Just lead a life that you're proud of. Mm. And I know that not everybody has some luxury, the freedom to lead the life I'm leading. But trust you me, I'm not rich. I don't come from a rich background. Mm -hmm. I I have never strategized my jobs and my career. I've always done it with so much passion that as long as I had enough to live, I would work 24-7. And look where it it led me that that I'm here. So I'm saying, again, it doesn't apply to anyone. To many, I'm sure, if it resonates mm-hmm. with you, give it a thought that you can cut back on, on certain <laughs> things and value the quality of your life truly, if anything, because damn it, one day we won't be here. Don't you want to enjoy the ride while you're here? Superb. I, I think um, there's a lot of revelation that is happening as I talk to you. And uh, I, I think um, you have gained a lot of wisdom in the last four decades like you said you are 42 and I could see that Mm -hmm. uh, the thoughts that you are sharing right uh, they're highly meaningful and I can resonate with you on many aspects of it and thank you so much for sharing so candidly with our audience. Federica this has been fabulous conversation so far but it's time for us to add some excitement and some more spice so get ready as we dive into a series of intriguing rapid fire questions This is the second one and just to spice up the episode further. If you are ready, let's get started. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's go. Let's do it. So here comes the first bullet. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Be kind or leave. Wow. And uh, what is one thing that you are really bad at that you wish you were better or good at? Cooking. (laughs) And can you describe yourself in just one word? Joyful. Awesome. And what comes to your mind when you think of space? Star Trek. Of course. (laughs) What else? (laughs) And was there any situation where you stayed up for more than 24 hours? Yes, more than one. I almost touched 40. I never touched 40, but almost many times. Oh, what, what, what was the reason like? Only during sporting? I I I I told you I was working the music the music it's like mm. hypnosis keep going keep going keep going <laughs> absolutely it's madness mm. it's madness mm. yeah. In, indeed like once we become so passionate about something right uh, it it becomes madness so right now podcasting is my madness at this moment like I there are yes. situations wherein I have interviewed seven eight people in a single day like, you can't believe. For a while, it's okay. Like another uh, mantra that I love is everything in moderation, including moderation, Mm, which mm. means that sometimes you can overdo something. I think that's awesome. So keep doing it and and then then you'll change. So yeah, (laughs) exhaust yourself. It's awesome. (laughs) Good one. And here comes the last bullet out of rapid fire round. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? An electronic gadget that I would like to invent myself that yes. does not exist. Yeah, which may not does not exist. That's right. Ooh, ooh, yes. Well, it's a huge thing. It's a it's like a huge AI 
that mm -hmm. interfaces itself with me with natural language and that I can ask questions to. I mean, we're, we're, we will get there. We will get there. But we're not there yet. Yeah, I wish I had that because I'm sick of asking Google things. I think that it's not working out. I think that there's so much wrong with so much technology at the point where we are in the development. And it's not the technology's fault. It's the design and how we then use it. So I wish that I already had mm. like this. And it doesn't need to be an Android. It could be a box. It could be anything could be something I wear or something that just is in the air someplace, ubiquitous, that I can ask questions to in my natural language and that responds to me in natural language, but it's an all-knowing AI agent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is going to be a reality very soon. And uh, that was a good yeah. one. So great rapid fire. With that, let's flip back to the mainstream, Federica. And how do you hope your story and experiences can inspire or guide others in finding their own path to happiness, purpose, and a fulfilling career. So what would be your key message that you'd like to share with our audience? Easy as it seems is <laughs> boundaries and kindness. These two things come back. Because if I just say, be kind, be kind, I don't vouch for that. Be good, be kind. Mm -mm, it's not enough. <laughs> you need to have boundaries and kindness. Be kind to others as you are to yourself, especially, oh, hear this. So be good is very much in fashion. Everybody wants to say, I'm such a good person. Well, there's something in being good, and that's fair. Because mm. sometimes when you're good, you indulge in something, you give in to someone, and you become an enabler of someone's vice. You know, So you have to be fair, which means mm -hmm. that sometimes you're able to give tough love. And there's something even better than being fair which is being kind, which is being fair and sweet. That's my <laughs> pyramid of behaviors and values. So clear boundaries and be fair and be kind. Or I could also say, don't be jerks. Come on, guys. Don't make the world a worse place to live in. You know, <laughs> if you don't want to do good, at least do no harm. Yeah. Don't be a bitch about things. Come on. We all want to live well on this planet. There is space for everything. Everyone. there's plenty for everyone it's not my quote you would know that but there's not enough for everyone's greed so mm. super very nice message I, loved I loved it to the core and i i love the message to the core and before i let you go share your experience about being hosted on the guiding voice platform well you invited me on the show and i thank you for it and you were very clear and organized in the process before today, before the recording. That's not always the case. I appreciated it very much. You have not just welcomed me on the show very much, but showed interest. And you could fit what I have to bring to you into the narrative of your own podcast. So you're being the perfect host and, and podcast producer because you lead, but at the same time give space. Uh, so I hope anything I said was of any interest to, to your audience. And I thank you for the opportunity for being here and trying to share messages that seem trivial sometimes, like be kind or have faith <laughs> in life. But it's actually super complex. And I'm yeah. sure that I don't know if I do a great job or a poor job, but I do it with all my heart because I believe so many people out there are hungry for these messages. Yeah. One of the most important takeaways for me is 
वॉट एवर यू डू इट डू इट वेल इट हैज बीन रिंगिंग एवर सिंस यू स्टेटेड इन द पॉडकास्ट एंड फेडरिका आई आई सिंसियरली अप्रिशिएट यू टेकिंग टाइम फॉर जॉइनिंग मी ऑन दिस कॉन्वर्जेशन thank you so much for all the amazing insights and uh, this is one of the most engaging conversations and one of the most interesting conversations that i've ever had on my podcast and i'm sure i'm going to invite you again in the future thank you once again thank you thank you so much so it was pleasure to host to federica and friends that was our episode with federica bresan and before we jump into the fun trivia section we have a quick request if you haven't already please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes and also if you have enjoyed this conversation and found the episode useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice spread knowledge and help others grow just like you now let's cruise into the trivia segment we had an amazing conversation with one of the italian authors in the form of federica so i thought i would give you some more information about italian authors so it comes the first fact it is about diverse literary heritage that italy has italy has a rich and diverse literary heritage with contributions from renowned authors such as dante alighieri and giovanni boccaccio and petrarch during the middle ages giving birth to italian literature and when it comes to the modern authors Italy continues to produce influential modern authors including Umberto Eco, Italo Calvino, Tiziano Tezzani whose works have gained international acclaim bending contemporary themes with cultural and historical depth and the last one is about noble laureates in the literature Italy boasts several noble laureates in literature including Luigi Pirandello Grazia Deleda Salvatore Casimado and and Eugenio Montale I truly apologize in case if I have mispronounced any of these names but these guys have made significant contributions to the world literature and garnered prestigious recognition for their literary achievements so here comes a question to all of you whoever is watching this episode or listening to this episode in case if you have any fun facts related to italian authors or any significant achievements related to them feel free to comment them on youtube if you are watching the episode there or if you have found this episode on social media platform you can comment there i am going to review them for sure in future and that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and spending your valuable time and also for being part of our awesome community we would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback either through social media or you can also reach out to us through email theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com let's create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samalap a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career and until next time take care stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come goodbye for now see you all in the next episode with another amazing guest take care